Alrighty, I am with my buddy Jack Brocopis, good friend of mine and a big Sox fan. So, Jack, what's up? What's going on, Jason? Thanks for having me on. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, so a lot to talk about in this Red Sox offseason, eh? So many moves, you know, absolute bangers of moves. We got literally nothing. Yeah, nothing so far, but uh, hopefully a lot to come. Hopefully a lot to come. So we were ta- we've were we been talking about this moment for many weeks, and it's finally coming to a reality. I was hoping we'd have a little bit more to talk about, but on, you know we can make it work, and we're going to have to. So let, let me start off by asking you this. Out of all the free agents in the market, who would you say, and you can include Bogarts, who would you say is the number one free agent, including Bogarts? And then I'll do a sub uh, sub question to that. You know, other than Bogarts, who would be your top free agent? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, being realistic, I don't think Aaron Judge or you know Degrom would be realistic for the Sox. But I think their biggest priority right now, even before extending Rafi or doing anything else, it has to be bringing back Bogarts. And locking him in long term because this is a guy. He's he's the staple of the foundation of the organization. He he's been our rock for the past closing in on a decade now. You know, obviously he's coming up in 2013. But this is a guy who you can't lose because of what the effects he has on the team on and off the field. In terms of culture, if you're looking at locking up Rafi Devers long term, he's not gonna think he's he's gonna want to see how well you treated bogarts he's gonna want bogarts to be here and you can't lose one of the best shortstops in the league and then expect to not replace him now i know there are other guys on the on the market but for them they should pay a little bit extra to keep their guy bogarts just offensively such a stamp you know he, he hit over 300 this past year the year before just below power has dipped a little but this guy still has plenty of baseball left in him, and that's their biggest priority. They got to lock him up long term. Now, would I do eight years, you know, thirty million a year? Probably not. Um, there has to be kind of a breaking point that can't get ripped off. But that's their number one priority. Yeah, uh, I know. I asked you two questions, but I'll give you my insight. You know, I don't know if they're gonna get him for less than seven or eight years because Scott Boris. He wants the most out of his players, and we saw, yeah, we saw, you know, if you get the extra year in, I don't know, Chicago, you might go there. Mm -hmm. If I don't know, because what if the Sox offered five years to Bogarts, and then Chicago's like, we'll do seven, and we'll up the annual value by three million. Yeah. Um, Yeah, if he he wants to take a hometown discount, then, like, sure, but it's also Scott Boris, but if – but if, out of all the Boris clients, out of everyone, I think Bogarts is the guy to say, hey, I'm fine with this deal. Take it. You know? Yeah, I really I, – I wouldn't expect them to get too much of a discount considering, you know, I think he was playing already on somewhat of a hometown discount. I think they, they can't expect to make these BS offers four years, $90 million, and expect players to be happy with it. They're going to have to pay a top dollar for him, and that's what they have to do. Um, and outside of Bogarts, I think for them, obviously, you know, the bullpen was a big issue last year. Um, but I think 
you know, recent reports have come out how they're not going to target Verlander or Radon or Bassett. And that doesn't surprise me. Um, so starting pitcher, they're probably not going to target. Their biggest guy would be bringing back Avaldi, I think, or, you know, signing Senega out of um, Japan. But I, I don't think they'll pay a pitcher. So I think their biggest addition would have to be either an outfielder or a DH. And when you say DH, you know, Abreu comes to mind. A lot of people are now floundering the idea of Cody Ballinger. But, but for me, I wouldn't pay top dollar for Brandon Nimmo, but uh, the Mets guy. But, I mean, I really think Abreu would be a good bat for this offense on a two-year deal. He wouldn't break the bank. He's going to hit 290-plus. He'll hit 15 home runs. He's actually a pretty similar uh hitter to, to Bogarts, believe it or not. The numbers are pretty similar. I mean, Bogarts is definitely a better hitter. Um, but Abreu, yeah, two years, you know, maybe, I don't know, $36 million. I think Abreu would be a good target. I don't think they should trade for Sean Murphy. I think they should definitely yeah. also target bringing back Christian Vasquez. So I think Abreu, Vasquez are two guys I've had my eye on. And Bellinger is a little intriguing, but maybe somebody a little bit more solid like Mitch Hanniger. Um, as well. I think Hanniger's my dark horse candidate only because this Red Sox outfield has been atrocious, especially center field. I know Hanniger is a corner outfielder, but you can, if you can solidify Kike Hernandez in center field, maybe get a backup center fielder because I don't want to trust Duran again. But, you know, I think who Ruff knows? Good he could change. Oh, yeah, Ruff Snyder. Totally forgot about him. But um, <clears throat> if you if you can get a solid corner outfielder, him and Verdugo can play very, a very solid left and right field, and I you agree. were you were saying yeah you were saying something about you know Abreu and like yeah his numbers have dipped a little bit but like mm-hmm. you're getting you're getting a solid bat who's been productive and an upgrade to someone like J D Martinez who whose power has completely diminished in his past season for yeah. for cheaper yeah. and you have a guy who can right. who's a veteran who can play first base. Something the Red Sox right, have yeah, and if yeah, if you know Casas doesn't end up, I mean, he's definitely the he's definitely penciled in as the day one first baseman. But you never know if an injury happens or whatever. Yeah, Abreu can play first, but I definitely <clears throat> bringing him in with the idea that he's going to DH. Um, and there's also a lot of, I mean, like we've talked about, the prospect overload can kind of come in handy this off season. And using those mid level prospects, you know, I would kind of stay away from trading you know, Bayo or, or Meyer or any of those guys, but you know, Nick York maybe, or Sandeo Rafaela or somebody like that. They could, mm-hmm. the, even just the mid-level prospects, they, I think they're, I don't see them breaking the bank on Sean Murphy. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but a guy who we've kind of seen pop up a lot was Brian Reynolds of, of the Pirates. I mean, a lot of power in that bat. I think he had 27 home runs this past year. A lot I of wouldn't, pop. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, totally. A lot of a lot of pop in his bat. I wouldn't lead him off if they traded for him. Um, you know, I would definitely hit him like I don't know, middle of the lineup. I I don't think the I think the power is kind of wasted leading off. But I would definitely target Brian Reynolds. That's a guy I would pursue for sure, and just send <laughs> prospects over. Unless your name is Kyle Schwarber, you are not a power hitting leadoff man. That's right. <laughs> I mean, Schwarber is a very extreme case, but like even. I arguably he shouldn't be a leadoff man, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. Off topic, a guy who probably should be in a Red Sox uniform right now, but oh yeah, I agree. I'm not gonna talk about it, but back to what you were saying about trading, definitely some guys 
or if you get Bogarts, that means someone like Marcelo Meyer turns maybe a little bit more into trade bait. I wouldn't be surprised if he did or didn't because it's like you got you got to be realistic and look if we have Bogarts for the next five years and Marcelo Meyer's gonna appear in the big leagues in like you know 2024 and that's I think his he's on pace to come up mid 2024 you know he's a guy you could trade for you know solid pitching I'm just gonna say it or maybe even someone like we see Chris Cotillo saying Alex Verdugo could get traded, how he wouldn't be shocked if that happened. There are a lot of guys who you can trade and move, but the question is what's their value if we're talking right. to someone like Jaron Duran, like what's his value? Nothing. Right. Bobby yeah, Dahlbeck, what's his value? And then you mentioned Cody Bellinger, which I wouldn't be opposed to. You know, won an MVP in 2019, changed his swing, and was been god-awful ever since. I'm not counting 2020, but... We know what playoff Bellinger is able to do, but I'm not just accounting that. But hey, who knows? We he'd be a solid. He has he's a solid glove, but he he needs to improve, obviously on the bat. But it'll be interesting to see in this these coming weeks. And the other thing is, I know there, a lot this offseason thus far really hasn't been exciting because COVID year and last year was a whole lockout where everyone was trying to sign as early as they can. Then we had no baseball. And then we got out of the lockout, and then moves started to happen. It's just a very slow offseason. But, Jack, once once one domino falls, I think they're all going to fall, you know? Yep. And I think think every day Bogarts sits on the market, it's a a bad sign for the Red Sox. Dave Dombrowski in, in Philly, he's not afraid to spend. He spent last offseason with Castellanos and Schwarber, and he traded for guys at the deadline, traded for uh, Syndergaard, I believe. He's, he, he'll and offer, Brandon Marsh. Yep, he'll offer. Yes, that's true. He'll offer Bogart a bag of money. And guess what? We came in last place in the AL East, and they're coming off a World Series uh, appearance. So it could be an attractive offer for Bogart's. The Red Sox need to get on it now. And after they yeah. do that, yeah, locking up Rafi Devers long-term would be beautiful. Yeah, I mean, add on your point, the Red Sox, or the Phillies just came off one of the most magical playoff runs in MLB history in recent years. And then you yep. have the Red Sox, who are in last place, who are undeniably the the fifth-place team going into 2023 right now. They're projected to be a last-place team by a a landslide you know you have Baltimore who's only going to get better I know they didn't make the playoffs but you saw them all their young guys are ready and well there's no signs of them slowing down unless something big happens and don't rule them out in the market either they could make a big splash for like Verlander and he'd make perfect sense there you have Toronto who's Toronto whose offense is just insane I know they got rid of Tay Oscar but they got really good bullpen help with Eric Swanson, who is going to serve an important role in that Toronto bullpen. I think they're a threat if they can get a little bit more pitching, if they can make another big splash like they have in recent years. Their starting rotation's just great. Then you have the Tampa Bay Rays, or the Tampa Bay Rays, they continue to freaking shock everyone by yeah. spending spending $5 million in a bag of chips and a Diet Coke and still make the playoffs. Then you have the Yankees, who are the Yankees. They'll probably find a way to get Aaron Judge. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. Yep. 
We're not in a division to play around with. That's the point. Yeah. And then you have the Red Sox. Who, yes, their payroll's up there, but we really don't have anyone. And I, the starting lineup, if the season were to start today, is absolutely atrocious. I will tell you that. Or, yeah. Let me yeah, I mean, it up right now. definitely would be good, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't get get stuck up on that because at the end of the day, this is a team who has eighty million plus to spend before the luxury tax hits in. So I mean, there's no question they're going to spend some money. Um, now, if they really want to make a World Series push this upcoming year, they're probably going to have to go over the tax because, yes, you know, you're going to end up giving Bogarts twenty seven probably around that you know you're not going to give him he's not accepting a 22 million dollar a year deal um and then you know whoever you pay dh what i don't think they're going to bring back martinez but if you do pay somebody similar to abreu you're going to end up paying north of 15 million dollars for somebody who can hit that's an important spot and replacing martinez who's been another staple of this this lineup for the past years so you need somebody who can hit there plus you know, potential catcher. I wouldn't go all in on Sean Murphy, but bringing back Vasquez for three years, 27, 25 million, I would do it. And, and I really like the idea of Brian Reynolds or somebody similar to that. You know, a lot of Arizona has an overflow of uh, outfielders, but they're, they're going to have to, they're going to have to use this money if they want to even contend. Plus all the pitching. You know, I, I, I don't like the idea of moving Garrett Whitlock to the rotation. I think first time was a mess. I know it can get better, but we don't we don't have the bullpen talent to move our best bullpen pitcher to the starting rotation. If, you know, we had four other guys with confidence back there, it's a different story. But I see them moving a, moving a couple guys around in there, you know, maybe Tanner Houck. I really hope they, they got, give him the chance to, to, to close on. Um, which they probably will, but I don't see them making really much more of the starting rotation this offseason other than, you know, probably bringing back Evaldi. I don't see a big signing. I don't see a big trade. Um, I would say Evaldi and then maybe Sinegar or somebody like that, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, to add to your point, when when you have to tender a contract to Ryan Brazier, you know your bullpen is thin. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, and you, you have some good guys on the front on your bullpen, like John Schreiber, Tanner Houck. Then it just gets Josh Taylor even. But even that, missing a year is crazy, especially for a, yeah. a good lefty like him. We missed him a lot. Then it just gets thin. You know, Matt Barnes, we saw him, him regain his confidence. But, like, I'm willing to give him one more chance, but... This is his. I know. I said this last year. I'm like, I'm willing to give him another chance. Yep. COVID definitely ruined his season last year. He sucked this year, uh, up until the end. Yeah, and I then mean, post IL, he was he also the injury. He was also a victim of the injury bug too. Yeah, post IL, he was really good. Actually, his numbers were much much better. And I'm sorry if I've been butchering Senga's name. Um, I think I said Senega, but yeah, you're right. If they if they expect to roll out a bullpen that consists of Ryan Brazier, you probably aren't in contention to win a World Series. Now, you know, they have guys like Hauk and Schreiber, and if they kept Whitlock in there, Whitlock, but they need a few more arms. 
And if they're going to rely on Franklin Herman or, or, you know, Kelly and these young guys to, to pitch, they're probably not going to be in contention for a World Series. So, Jason, let me ask you, do you think there's any chance they do contend for winning the division or getting in as a wild card and competing for a World Series this upcoming year? I mean, there's always a chance. When you look at this free agent market, there are a lot of guys who would solidify the roles that we'd sign them to. But ultimately, when you when you look at the whole roster construction, there's a lot of needs. You need another outfielder. You need another first baseman. Probably your future at shortstop is uncertain. Do you move? Do you go after a decent shortstop? And go with Story at second because with the arm concerns, I don't know if I want to move Story to short just yet. Um, then you look at the the starting rotation. You know, I think that's one of the least of our concerns. Right? Or let me rephrase. I wouldn't be too too mad if we didn't go all in on that. But we need guys who can. We need like four, five or six guys. We need depth. You know, yep. why not sign like I don't know free agents. Uh, five through eleven. Why don't we sign all those guys? Sure, it's a lot of money, but like you're getting some sort of depth. And if you have Darwin's and Hernandez serving as your number two lefty and pitching meaningful innings, yeah, then you're not you're not you're not anything past fourth place. You're yep. not even gonna have a division. It's not even gonna be close. Yeah. When you when and then when you look at. What, what do we need to do not to be projected a last place team? You got to make a big splash. Because if, if, if Haim Bloom tries to, you know, bargain here and there and like, oh, he's a solid pickup. Oh, yeah, we got, I don't know, Jake Diekman again. We got Matt Strom again. Woohoo. And Mike, we haven't talked about Michael Walker. I think he, he's a guy who you can get back. He's the only guy in this 2022 team who consistently pitched good innings. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't and think to answer your question, sorry to interrupt you, but to answer your question, I think the Red Sox have a lot of work to do if they want definitely. to be favorites to win the division. Definitely. And I, about Waka, they didn't offer him the, the qualifying offer. I don't see. Yeah. I think Heim would bring, bring him back, you know, two years, 24 million, but he'll get much better value elsewhere. I don't see Waka coming back. I think the rotation, like you said, it's, it's it looks decent, but you know, are we relying on Sale pitching 175 innings? Are we relying on Avaldi to go 150 or 175? What are we relying on? Are we relying on Brian Bayo to put on a Rookie of the Year campaign? I mean, say they do bring back Avaldi, which I definitely think they will. You're looking at a rotation of Sale and Avaldi as your top guys. The back end of that rotation is Bayo, who I think is going to pitch really well for them this year. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of confidence in him. And then probably Pavetta. And, and you know, they've already basically locked in Whitlock starting as a starter. So he's your third guy. about Paxton. Now, Paxton, I was going to get to him. I see a lot of people, you know, throwing around the idea of them going with a six-man rotation because, I mean, they're going to have a rookie along with some very injury-prone guys. Yeah. Um, so it's not a bad idea, but then it takes an arm from the bullpen. And if they do do that, then they better, if they want to go with a six-man rotation, they better invest in the bullpen because uh, that's one less guy that you can have in there, one less mediocre arm. I personally, if they rolled out Sale, Avaldi, Whitlock, Bayo, and Pavetta, which is probably going to happen, 
and didn't go with a six-man rotation. And then, you know, Hauk, Schreiber, Paxton are your top arms. And then maybe they bring back, you know, Strom, throw him in the bullpen. Maybe they bring back Rich Hill and throw him mm-hmm. in the bullpen, but it's unlikely. But you never know. I mean, there's still so much work to do even at that point. And they're still going to have money. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't close off the options of them, you know, investing in some pitcher because it might be a relief pitcher. Yeah, I mean, we saw, we saw um, <clears throat> what's his name, Alex Spear, Basically, say it's highly unlikely the yep. Sox go for a, you know, Chris Bassett at Carlos Rodon, right? Justin Verlander, which is not shocking. I feel like, right? I agree. Um, I think that was something... Bassett. Bassett's gonna want a lot of money coming yep. off. He's thirty-four. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, think that was always a stretch that Red Sox fans wanted them to pay another pitcher. The reality is they weren't gonna do it. They weren't gonna do it last season. So what makes? I mean, last season, sure, your rotation was pretty good. Or it was okay. You had Avaldi, Martin Perez at one point. Who, if you told me Martin Perez would accept the qualifying offer at the end of twenty twenty two, I would not believe you. But holy cow, he yep. has had a massive totally turnaround. turnaround. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, um, I don't blame Bloom for not bringing him back either. Oh yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't very. He wasn't very good. Uh, the year that they made the ALCS, twenty twenty one, they actually moved into the bullpen. But um, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Jason. What What are your thoughts on Pavetta moving forward? I know we've kind of talked about the possibility of him maybe being a trade a trade candidate. You know, is he serviceable as your fifth pitcher because he's very inconsistent? Um, what are your thoughts on him? Well, you just talked about a six-man rotation, and I would, I would, I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit and say I'd highly, I highly doubt the Red Sox would go for a six-man rotation to start the season. I hope and you're right. I hope you're right. I, uh, what does that mean for you know have Whitlock be a starter? If you bring a Valdi back, you're gonna have a very crowded rotation, mm-hmm. and if you do that, I think someone like Pavetta could be trade bait, and mm-hmm. like you were saying, you know maybe you p- package him in a Brian Reynolds trade and potentially yep. I know I, I'm not really a fan of it, but maybe a Sean Murphy, but mm-hmm. I highly doubt the A's would want him or the pirates quite frankly, but I think you need to trade Pavetta for maybe some don't trade him for like, don't run him for like some yeah. good outfielder and like single, single, high eight prospects. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I don't. I don't care about the team in five years. I care about the team right now. Yeah, and, and if mean, you, it, Pavetta's value right now is, you know, Pavetta. At the end of, I mean, Pavetta's come. He's a guy who can get you a lot of innings pitched. Yeah, I don't know how many he had this season. Did he have 150 or 130? Oh yeah, he definitely had 130. Um, let me check he that was, for you. He hit, yeah okay yeah he had a lot of Probably innings had more pitched than 150 for, is my. I guess. Or, yeah, 150. I don't know why I said 130. But he's a guy who'll give you one, 150. He's been doing that. Yeah. He, he did that for the past two seasons. Yeah, so he went. That's he went where his value is most. 179. Yeah. He's, he, he'll pitch a lot of innings, but like. Four and a half ERA. He, he's streaky. And then he's always a. What type of Nick Pavetta are we going to get? And yeah. if it's a Nick Pavetta who, you know, can't throw a strike, then. What are you gonna do with him? He's not worth a. He's not worth anything. Yeah. But if you got the Nick Pavetta, who, if you get May or late May, late May and June Nick Pavetta, 
he's insane. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, I mean, he's, some some starts he gets lit up, but yeah, which, I mean, at best he's your fifth guy. The last two years, he he, he had a four five three, then a four five six, so he's right in that four five area. He's nineteen and twenty in his last two years. And, you know, yeah, you're right. He'll get you a lot of innings, which a Red Sox rotation needs because they haven't uh, consistently, and that was part of their problem last year. But um, trading him, I, I would definitely consider it because he would have decent value to a team um, simply because he can give you some innings. And also, I don't see them moving him to the bullpen. Uh, I just don't see that happening. I think he's, no. a, he's a back-end rotation guy. I mean, uh, there is a world where he does go to the bullpen, but l- I I don't think it would be best for this team if he wants in the bullpen. But let me ask you this: mm-hmm. if Nick, if you package Nick Pavetta and an Alex Verdugo, and you know prospect or two like York, Raffaella, mm-hmm. Walter, Herman, someone like him, yeah, and you get him for Brian Reynolds, would you say that's a good trade? If you did Verdugo. Pavetta and one or two minor league guys. Uh, you know, have to be they have to be notable, not some I guy you don't know of. I with the way this current team is constructed, I wouldn't trade an outfielder to get one. Now, if we're trading Duran, that's different. But Verdugo, to me, I feel like they're not in a position to kind of dump guys. They don't have an overload mm. of outfielders. They barely have two serviceable ones. So would I do that? I mean, I don't know. Probably not just because Verdugo's a good average hitter. He's a good contact hitter, and he'll hit you 12 home runs, play good defense. I, I don't mind Verdugo at the back end of the of the lineup. Um, I think especially, you know, Core coming out and saying we need more from him. I think he's going to have a good season this upcoming year, um, especially towards the end of arbitration where he's working towards a contract. I wouldn't, like I said, with, with the – we don't have a surplus of outfielders, but outfielders being limited, I wouldn't trade Verdugo. But, I mean, if it's Pavetta and Nick York and, you know, a couple other guys for Brian Reynolds, I would definitely do it. He's got power. He can, he's a decent contact hitter. I would definitely do that. Uh, I really, really like the idea of trading for Brian Reynolds. And when you look at, I think, if you're going to move Verdugo, I want some sort of pitching, not like an outfielder for an outfielder. And you right, said right, right. this this outfield is very thin right now. If you your opening day lineup is consisting of Kike Hernandez in center field, good good fielder, Alex Verdugo in right field mm-hmm. or left field, and then Rob Ref Snyder. Yeah. And then you utility guys. So I mean and then you also have Christian Arroyo who, you know, what's really his value to He's 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 not an outfielder, right? So don't give me don't give me that. Oh, he, he can play anywhere. He's a Brock Holt. No, he's a he. If they end up not getting Bogarts, plan to see Arroyo at second base to begin the year. That's what I'd say. Definitely could happen. Or, yeah. Or 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 plan to see Kike at second base or Kike at shortstop, because I think Kike would rather play shortstop than second. I think I think Trevor Story is really good. I know it's a position he never played, but you know, Story has been insane. At, he was insane at second base this whole season. Mm-hmm. And I think Kike, I think Kike, Kike, he did, he did a good job at short this year. God damn it, Zoom. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, Arroyo obviously ended the year super hot. I don't think he's an everyday player. Um, 
just yeah. yet, and I don't think he really ever will be. Obviously, you know, he was a first-round pick. Um, so at one point, you know, people saw a lot of talent in him. But, I mean, for now, I think he's really just uh, a, a utility guy, maybe your best bench player. I don't think they can rely on him playing and being an everyday player. Um, and I think, like we said, they have a lot to go. They have a lot to do. So don't, you know, there's a chance that they do rely on a Rob Refsnyder or an Arroyo to have a bigger role. Um, Absolutely. You just hope they don't. You hope they pursue the the most at every position, and you hope they don't do that. But I would definitely see expected trade. Um, I don't think a Sean Murphy would be the smartest trade, honestly. He's a solid hitter, obviously excellent defensively. I just don't think that's where their prospects are best used. And if, obviously, we're talking about how good Meyer is, if, 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 you know, Pablo Perret or Pablo Lopez is up for trades, or maybe Brandon Woodruff or somebody like that. You know, Meyer probably, yeah, he would definitely be enough. Maybe he and something else. Uh, we'd have to look at the value there. But I think there definitely is an opportunity to trade for really good starting pitching. Um, but like we said, they're probably not going to do that. Instead, mm-hmm. they'll trade for a position player. I mean, yeah. When you look at, I don't, I don't think Bloom's ready to touch Marcelo Meyer. I think he wants to wait a little bit and see what his future is going to look like at shortstop. I think if if Meyer's going to get traded, it's going to be after next season. But back to your point, I think we can expect a trade for I don't know. Like I think you're right in in who we're probably going to get. We're probably going to get a position player. I um, it's going to be hard to imagine the Sox get a good starting pitcher, but. Another thing is, I don't know, relievers, you know, an, another man, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I always say that. Mm-hmm. Look at John Schreiber. Expect Bloom to maybe flip Dahlbeck for a, a no-name reliever that ends up pitching, a, uh, I don't know, 3-4 ERA in the year. So Yeah, there's, there's probably going to be know? one of those guys, whether it be via trade or, you know, yeah, because the reliever market's already thin, you know, with, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. what's his name uh, on the Astro? Montero getting a deal, and then obviously Edwin Diaz. Are mm-hmm. you Both of them arguably screwed up the market, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, um, Edwin Diaz, just wild deal, but he's electric. But yeah, they, they can't rely on probably signing three relievers. I don't see them paying David Robertson either. He's a little old for them, I think. Um I don't even know if they'll pay a reliever. They Their money could go just into the lineup. It'd be hard to imagine, though. I mean, they definitely have to fix the bullpen. I like the idea of bringing yeah. back Matt Strom for a year. He's he's solid because um, they do need less. Yeah, I don't think he'll have the – that. that's true. He he did really – he did express wanting to, to, to stay here. Obviously, we don't have a starting spot for him. Um, but he probably won't get that opportunity this year. Um, I think – they would have the chance to bring him back for the bullpen, but they definitely need a lefty. Probably, yeah, probably two. I, I wouldn't count on Josh Taylor. I wouldn't um, either. I was about to say that. I wouldn't count on him giving them. He probably won't even be on the opening day roster. Is my guess. Really? I, I think mm. if I think if Brazier's on your opening day roster, you're committing to another season of mediocre at best baseball, and I think they have to mm-hmm. move away from that. And I don't think. Bloom wants to commit to that because guess what? If he has another losing season, that's three losing seasons for him, one good season, and that means his job's 
maybe, maybe on the hot seat. We'll see. But I think it is you're right not now. Play with no, fire. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's right right now. You know, this off season, it, it, this off season has been targeted for two years, and it's like, yeah, Bogarts he took a hometown discount the first time, but mm-hmm. yep. you know, and then you have Devers who's one more year of arbitration, who you're probably gonna need to extend because all these other GMs are out there and they're extending Julio Rodriguez, they're extending. Uh, Wander Franco last off season. They're yeah. doing that, and they're finding su- success within those guys. So, yeah. Bloom, you got to make some moves right now, or else I don't think he's gonna have a job. And the other thing I will say, the my before we have to go, I know we have a few minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, the minor league depth that we brought up this past season when it was like, yeah, whatever, experiment. It's much thinner than we originally thought. I know we didn't see any of uh, Walter at all because he was hurt since June, but he was very promising. Frank Herman was mm, I, pretty bad, yeah. A little, a little disappointing. Zach Kelly, Kelly was pretty good. Solid. Solid. But like, he's know, a guy depth. that I wouldn't be surprised to see on the opening day roster. Yeah, but, and then Josh Taylor. That's an interesting take you have. He might, yeah. I mean, we're missing a year, especially for a reliever, can be very bad. He had a lot of potential, especially yeah. after a great twenty twenty one. And you do need another lefty out of the bullpen because right now you're looking at Darwin's and Hernandez. So right, like and that's just that guy. can't happen. That can't happen. That's a that, that's just like I said, committing yourself to a season of just media mediocrity at best. Yeah. Exactly. And, and Josh Taylor, maybe I mean maybe he was he was solid back back when in the day he got yeah. he struck out a lot of guys and he got swings and misses, but really he 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 was he yeah, was okay. Could rely on a lefty. Yeah, uh-huh. um, around Strom, I, I probably would say Strom's a little mm-hmm. better, yeah. but we'll see. I I would like the idea of bringing Rich Hill back to be yeah a long relief guy, but. If you're counting on Cutter Crawford or Winkowski, I, I hope to not really see those guys much. I think they had their chance. Obviously, they're young and they have time to develop, and but I just don't think the Red Sox are in a position to give more of that time away. Yeah. Well, Jack, thank you so much for coming on. It, it was very fun, in my opinion. Thank you for having me. Great time. Yeah. Well, well, I'll definitely have you on again. That was. Yeah, we'll have to. This do is awesome. One after they make a move or two. And, and look towards opening Hopefully. day. Yeah. Alrighty. You take care. Peace. Thank you, Jason. See you. Bye. Sports betting is a tough nut to crack. Breakthrough with sportsbookcheatsheet.com. Sportsbook Cheat Sheet's statisticians give you the edge in football, baseball, golf, and basketball betting. They don't tell you what to do with your money. They do the research, crunch the numbers, and make predictions so you can make the best picks all for less than 20 bucks a month. Register online now or sign up for a free trial at sportsbookcheatsheet.com. That's sportsbookcheatsheet.com. Sportsbook Cheat Sheet. Analytics for an edge.